like we were saying before, I, I just truly believe that when there are tough times in whatever that ends up being, so that could be a, a tough time financially for someone or spiritually or emotionally, uh, physically, whatever that is, you just got to find the right group of people to be with. So the whole adage of you're the sum total of your five best friends or whatever, it's true. You're the sum total of who you hang out with the most, but it's also the sum total of the podcast that you're listening to, mm-hmm. what shows you're watching, uh, what audiobooks you're listening to. Mm-hmm. So I totally look at the people that I learn from digitally, like audiobooks or um, like I'm in a, a course called Cashflow Academy that's on investing and trading and stuff like that. I totally view those people as my mentors. Oh, yeah. And it's not like a one-on-one <clears throat> mentorship, but I mean, they're, they're my mentors, you know, yeah. anyway. So it's cool because we have access to a lot of great mentors if we want to. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people out there that they don't realize that they're in a bad place because they don't have a good network around them. So once that can be realized, it's like, well, well, crap, how do I go out and gain a bunch of successful friends? You don't have to do that initially. You need to start consuming successful mm-hmm. things, mm. not just financially successful. If you want to be fit, then you need to start listening to Andrew Huberman's podcast or, you know, whatever that is. So you're saying I shouldn't just listen to Joe Rogan talk about aliens? And- oh, man, I love that <laughs> stuff, though. It's so good. It is good. I, uh, lately, some of the stuff I've listened to is, uh, uh, a guy that does the, well, it's, have you ever heard of Mind Valley? the app that's Mind Valley? It's like meditation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard of the Silva method? Yeah, I have heard of the Silva method. So this guy like supposedly knew the Silva guy and, uh, basically took that and made an app around it and stuff. So it's meditation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he, his big thing is he talks about you don't get like what you want or what you think about. You get what you are, ah. you know? So yeah, there you, you know, like you kind of <clears throat> just produce, you know, however that works. Right. We well, talk about woo woo stuff on here before, but like, yeah. however, but I mean, I've kind of seen that we've talked about that, how you just kind of work in a direction, not knowing maybe the whole course or anything you just kind of a little bit at a time and then you wake up one day and you're like holy cow yeah. like this is where i wanted to be 10 years ago when i wrote about that the the book the secret and the movie the secret the documentary it was great but what it missed was you can't just say you want something and you're going to attract it into your life you have to start believing that you have it so that you become the person that has it mm-hmm. so we we were talking with a <clears throat> recreational management group last night and I got into some of the woo woo stuff with them, which, you know, they're in university, so they don't hear that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, they hear, got to get your degree and get a job and a 401k and this and that. I was like, you guys need to write down what you want out of life. And here's some examples of things that we've written down that throughout time have, have happened. You could just kind of see their face and they're like, are they lying to us right now? (laughs) Like that, it sounds like a lie when you actually dig deep and you're like, oh, 12 years ago, I wrote this about my day. And the last year I had that same day, but it's not that I wrote it down and it just attracted into my life. I had to become the person to get to that 
point. And then once you get to that point, you have to also reevaluate your life and be like, okay, so we have some of these things. Well, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Well, now I need to write down that I'm happy and fulfilled so that in 10 years, I've worked towards being happy and fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. So what are, I, I feel like you guys are like on a whole nother level. Like I'm trying to, that's why I hang out with you guys because you guys are the upgrade. You know what I mean? I don't know. You're the, I know, that's the gurus. <laughs> you guys have it all figured out. But um, Actually, no, John, when we down. started hanging out, my net worth went down. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Like, <laughs> no, 100% kidding. Uh, I only hang out with people that have a quality that I don't have. You have qualities that I don't have, and that's why we hang out. Because there are certain things that you have that I want to be like. So you, I appreciate what you just said, but it's very much reciprocal. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Sure. Um, no, but I was just, you, you guys say that you have those mentors that you listen to, and I just, I got to start listening to them, but I wanted to see what you guys thought were your top podcasts or where you get your information from. Yeah, so it's interesting because I've thought about this a lot recently. It's kind of evolved from me uh, over the last I don't know. Me and my wife have been big into, you know, just listening to good stuff. You know, per, we call it personal development. I think mm -hmm. probably, you know, the yeah. kind of the, what a lot of people refer to it as. But uh, so we've listened to that for a long time. It's been interesting because it's kind of gone from uh, like mechanical stuff, like do this, this, you know, like books about doing specific things mm -hmm. to mindset. Right. And like, and attitudes and stuff. So one that I, and it's interesting too, what I'll do, and I don't necessarily mean to do this, but I feel like, you know, something, I'll, a book will pop up or a podcast or whatever, and I'll start listening to it. And then I actually listen to that multiple times. And it seems like it usually happens on a yearly basis. And a lot of these, I don't even like search out. Mm -hmm. Like it's weird. They just, I'm like, oh, that looks good hit it. And then it's like, Oh man, this is exactly what I need to hear. And then I'm studying that to find all the little stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So one that I listened to a few years ago that really had an impact on me was, I think it's called how to control your own mind. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? We have to look it up. It's by, uh, Napoleon Hill. Napoleon. Is that it? Yeah, uh, I think that I think you're own. close. That own that's it. How, how to, to own your own mind. your own mind, and it's kind of like Think and Grow Rich, uh, <clears throat> similar to that. But that one I like. I I studied it for a year. Um, the one, interestingly enough, that's been that I've been listening to a lot this year, and same thing. I've been studying it um, just because it's stuff that I need to hear. Is called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, hmm. and that's by Dale Carnegie. Which is kind of interesting because that's, right do you have that one back there? Yeah, it's right back there. It's so good. It is so good. Like we just get, we get so caught up in these little, and I say little because, uh, and they're not really little, you know, yeah, or, the, or they don't seem little. In the like, moment, they're not little. Like fine, like this year, financial stress has yeah. just been like crazy, you know, yeah. and not even necessarily that we're like broke or anything, but just there's lots of different things pulling my attention and yeah. you know compounding stress and stuff like that eggs are double and the cost, i started meats double the cost well yeah like, i mean it, it, is. it is for everybody yeah. i'm sure you know um but just with projects and stuff it's like man it seems like all i think about is 
freaking money and I don't want to have to think about money. I want to get to a point where I don't have to think about that and I yeah. focus on other things. But uh, so that popped up one day and I started listening to it and I was like, this is exactly what I needed mm. to hear, you know? So I've listened to it multiple times, but so that's, I mean, and those are old classics. Like that's, those have been around for a yeah. hundred years probably, yeah. you know? And I find I keep going back to some of those just timeless you know, things that, anyway, that... Yeah, so that when you say just, it pops up, though, is that on your YouTube? That one, both mm. of those did. Yeah, both of those ones did. They did pop up on my YouTube. And which, I mean, a, your YouTube and your Facebook's kind of a reflection of what you're always listening to and doing uh -huh. anyways, you know? But, I mean, it just, anyway, is, is good. Yeah. And I think both of those are available on YouTube for free. Yeah, it's really nice when they go out of copyright and right. somebody... Yeah. throws them on there. <clears throat> I mean, there's, and there's ancient, there's ancient wisdom that just keeps going and going. And, and I don't want to derail us, but something that I, I wanted to chat about a little bit, um, which I didn't even know we were going to kind of get into the subject, but there's something called the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Have you heard of that? Mm, never. It's really interesting. Dude, dude, you come up with like, <laughs> with like the most out there cool stuff. Like what was it? Seems like there was something last time that's like you throw out this, and I'm like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Well, there's some it's obscure fun. places of the internet that we can. No, we it's can good. Read some it's good. I always learn something. <laughs> I well, multiple things, but I always learn something like this. That's a, you know. So the myth is that this guy named Thoth was an Atlantean, and when Atlantis was this like a Thim or Thur or. A pro was it was a pronoun, yeah. <laughs> Thoth, he was actually raw, uh, yeah. Uh, Thoth, uh, he was an Atlantean, and when Atlantis uh, fell, however Atlantis fell, whether it was a cataclysm or it fell from within or whatever, he was actually the guy that went off and and built the Great Pyramid of Giza. Hmm. Um, so later on, years and years later, they found these emerald tablets of Thoth and. We don't have the complete tablets, but what we do have are some very <clears throat> ancient wisdom pearls and nuggets that that come from from this. So, uh, like one of the, uh, I'll just say a couple of the quotes. Fire, the inner fire, is the most potent of all force, for it overcometh all things and penetrates all things of the earth, man. I don't know what man was. He's like, man, <laughs> penetrates the earth, man. Um, then having drunk deep the cup of wisdom, I looked into the hearts of men, and there I found yet greater mysteries and was glad, for only in the search of truth could my soul be stilled, the flame within be quenched. Uh, keep thou not silent when evil is spoken, for truth, like the sunlight, rises above all. Anyways, kind of a cool book. So I started to read that mm -hmm. recently. Um, just in this, it's the same knowledge from like, if this is true, that this came from Atlantis and then it was Egypt and then they found these tablets. And in the 1900s, you got Napoleon Hill that's writing Think and Grow Rich and um, James Allen, As a Man Thinketh and How to Own Your Own Mind. And then you've got then a hundred years later where you got the success principles by Jack Canfield, they're all teaching the same thing. Mm -hmm. And if these principles are followed, they work. It's nuts. It's, it's hokey. It's hokey to say your goals out loud in the car, yelling them with enthusiasm. <laughs> it's weird, but it works. Huh. Yeah. 
So are those ancient tablets that they found and they kind of... Yeah. Huh. I, I don't know where they found them. I need to look into that a little bit more, but... Um, and, you know, a lot of it's myth or real. I don't know. You know, I think a lot of myth comes from some truth. But I think Thoth, I think Thoth was, um, <laughs> he was considered a god. So, mm. you know, a god that had made a city that fell, and then he went and created the Great Pyramid of Giza, which they're still finding weird stuff about. Did you hear they just found a new chamber? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, this one actually has a uh, mummy in it. Oh, they don't have mummies. Like, this one, this I'm one so does. sick of. Uh, I'm <laughs> so sick of Egyptian patriarchy <laughs> that are like, yeah, these are for mummies. They're not for mummies. It's, Anyways, it's, it's wild. Uh, yeah, but how they found it, they're what using cosmic rays to find chambers yeah, or whatever. Well, and and they think that it was the original entrance. And then as time went on, they were putting blocks in to cover the entrance. And as other time went on, some of those blocks had fallen out. And so you can actually look at it and be like, Hey, I think there's a door back there. So they ended up drilling a hole and putting a camera back in. And they found this, uh, I think 90 foot chamber, like a 90 foot walkway. And it goes into a room. I'm sure they've explored all this now, but they only let us know, you know, certain Hmm. things. I derailed this entire conversation. So, <laughs> well, Matt. <laughs> well, we ought to go. We ought to circle back to that too. Yeah. But anyway, later on. Yeah, because it will. is very I'm sure interesting we will. for sure. Yeah. So, own how to own your own mind. What mm-hmm. What have you taken away from that book over studying in the last few years? Um. So that one, I could tell you. Let me. So yeah, um, I'd have to look at my notes. So what I do too is I. Um, well, there's a nugget. He takes notes. Yeah. So I put them in my, uh, my phone and then I can go like, cause a lot of times, you know, I'll listen to something or read through something. I'm like, Oh, what, what was that one thing? You know what I mean? But so it, the, the premise of how to own your own mind is like this process that you go through to be successful at something. So there's like 12 principles and I can, so the first one is having a definite major purpose. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have something that's stated or written or, you know, a definite purpose that you're going after. Now that could be, you know, maybe it's business specific. I want to have the best car dealership in Idaho or whatever, or it could just be generalized too. Like I want to provide a really good, um, living for my family, you know, and, and those resources. So it could be just financially driven, but it has to be a definite major purpose, um, that you know what it is. I want perfect deltoid muscles. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, well, they yeah. would totally fit. It they works work. for anything, right? Um, number two is having a mastermind alliance. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about mentors, you know, so you have, um, people around you that you can bounce ideas off of and, you know, and work together on stuff. Um, number three is applied faith. Um, so you have to believe that you can do it. So it says many of the self-imposed limitations of doubt and discouragement and lack of self-reliance have disappeared. So you're starting to get to that point where you're thinking, okay, maybe I don't know exactly how to do this, but I know that I can figure it out and that I can do it. Um, number four is going the extra mile. So, you know, you're always putting in more work than you think should be done. You're not trying to take shortcuts. Number five, organized individual endeavor. Uh, So move with self-assurance. 
um, which practically defies opposition. So now you're getting into the part where, you know, and this is kind of going along a, a process where you're, you know, you know exactly some of the steps you need to do and you're moving through those. Um, number six is self-discipline. Um, and this, it talks about his mind begins to function like a perfectly constructed piece of machinery. So you're getting that self-discipline that you've thought about something so much that your mind just kind of automatically is focusing on that stuff. Hmm. Um, number seven, creative vision. Everything he touches will appear to be a tool placed in his hands with which he may promote the object of his definite major purpose. So that, that one's kind of a cool one. And I think... Um, I've seen some of that and this is kind of the hokey stuff. Like people get to a point and I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in other people's life where they get to a point and you're like, man, everything that guy touches is successful yeah. and stuff just like opportunities just start falling into your lap, you know, because you are being, um, doing these other things. Um, let's see organized thought so your thoughts organized for the tasks you need to do and that kind of stuff number nine learning from defeat so he will look for the seed of an equivalent benefit which is to be found in each form of defeat so even though you know there's going to be failure all along the way but just instead of taking those failures and dwelling on them and thinking man this is the worst thing ever then you just go okay i know that the universe i guess will pay me back in that more than what the defeat was so you're hmm. always you're always moving forward with that kind of a positive outlook that's one of my favorite napoleon hill quotes is <clears throat> for every failure there is the seed of equal or greater benefit hmm. yeah it's really cool yep yep and people and like in this book he gives specific examples of people you know like henry ford and um andrew carnegie and these guys that had huge defeats but then they just used it as more motivation to go out and and do better um, number 10, inspiration, enthusiasm works as the link connecting the conscious mind with infinite intelligence. So that's one really cool thing about these old classic books is they're very spiritual in nature too, mm -hmm. which I feel like now a lot of personal development cuts that out and they just yeah. act like, you know, it's physical. There's physical things that you have to do in order to do it. And spirituality is a huge part of this. And a lot of the um, you know, those guys, Henry Ford and a lot of the, um, guys that were huge innovators were very spiritual people. Yeah. Know? Now they break it down into like vibrational states and it's like, well, maybe at a certain vibration, it is mm -hmm. spiritual, you know, cause you can vibrate at a lower frequency, which is more like, you know, the negativity and everything. And you, yeah. once you start to get to a certain vibration, it, it does, it turns into something that feels very different yeah well and even i mean they specifically say you know it's not just spirituality and stuff back then it was god yeah i mean straight up you know it was that they had a belief in god and faith that he was um inspiring them and stuff like that and i think you know i mean we believe a lot of the same things yeah um number 11 is you have an attractive personality so you know you kind of attract things and that kind of stuff and then number 12 is the final step once you can once you kind of go through that process and you do all those things then you're a master of yourself and so you can you know you've mastered that and you're 
working through all that. So anyway, no, so that's, awesome. a run, that's a rundown really cool. of how to own your own mind. It's good. The, a lot of those things carry, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're in awesome. Jack Canfield and a bunch of other books. The modern version of number 11 isn't that you have an attractive personality. It is that you are attractive and you started an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it blows me away at the amount of money that, Crazy. Yeah, I make bank I from mean, that. So. <laughs> yeah. Those feet picks are doing good. Yeah, they're killing it. It's pretty crazy, though. There's a, <clears throat> there's that Daniel Mack guy that goes around yeah. and says, hey, I love your car. What do you do for a living? And a lot of the guys are like, hey, you know, I'm a movie producer or I own a business here or there. A lot of the women that he goes to, and this is not knocking women in any way. I just don't know why, but a, a, a disproportionate amount of women that he asks, they're like, Mm, social media <laughs> and he's like what kind of social media and then you know her friend hits her just tell him just tell him only fans and she's driving a bugatti yeah it's wild and well, then he'll go deeper he's like if you don't mind me asking like how, how much do you make well last last month i made four hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> yeah so i saw like you know reels you scroll through and there's anything on reels so this girl was like hey thanks for my thanks to all my followers whatever and she, on instagram she didn't have very many followers at all well like I'm like that's interesting so i go to the post and i'm reading it and she's like yeah thanks for thanks to my ten thousand followers on OnlyFans for each paying me seven dollars a month i really appreciate it so i'm going the math on that okay somebody yeah. that has very few followers comparatively yeah ten thousand followers is probably not very much and seven dollars a month—that's seventy grand a month. That's pretty crazy, for maybe an average to low par <laughs> only fan. Like you know, I'm just like, like going. She oh wasn't even. She wasn't goodness. even a bombshell. <laughs> yeah, no, crazy. It, it is crazy. Um, you can't fault them for doing it because right. it's a, it's a different than than maybe we feel. Um, I've listened a lot to that soft white underbelly yeah. uh, YouTube and listening to OnlyFans models and strippers. And it sounds like I listen to a lot of bad things. <laughs> These aren't bad things, but it is. It's uh, it's interviewing them and just asking them how they got to that point in their life. And it's insane. Like whether it's a guy who owned a brothel or a guy that's addicted to heroin or a stripper or an OnlyFans model, most of the time, like they had pretty rough path to get there mm. so once they're there it's kind of like hey i don't blame you yeah like i don't blame you for being there so that saves them from a worse thing is what you're saying um yeah i mean it sounds like a lot of these only fan or i don't i don't want to say a lot some of these only fans women's it women's um <laughs> women it was like you know i can either go be a low-grade prostitute or I can sell, sell some pictures of myself and not be beaten and harassed. And yeah. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Just well, It's sad, too, how... Uh, I lost what the word was. But how, number one, how, uh, how regular, yeah. like we're just in society, we're regularizing sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just, and desensitizing. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's just becoming more and more common. It's unfortunate to see the the direction, but it's just and it, it's just mind boggling when you think about yeah. the the amount of money these people are making. It's like holy cow! There was a statistician that went through and he started to look at uh, different civilizations and uh, his outcome, his hypothesis behind it, 
is that a hundred years after sexual liberation, the nation falls. Hmm. So when you look at Rome, you hear some crazy crap that happened in Rome. It didn't happen in the beginning. It happened the last hundred years. Yeah. So when you had, you know, the pedophilia and just the, the awful, awful things that went on happened in the last hundred years of Rome. Well, if our sexual liberation was in the sixties, that's what I was just going to say. Where do you think that started? Yeah. Yeah. Sixties probably. Yeah. I mean, the sixties was kind of when it was like, you know, Hey, free love, yeah, free love government. Don't tell me what to do. Orgies kind of start. I'm sure there was always orgies, but like it kind of became more mainstream Drug, sex, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. So 60s, so we're 60 we got some time. years. So yep. I should pull out my retirement now. 30, 40 years. No, I pulled out my retirement three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it is. So uh, Ezra Taft Benson talks about that, like how uh, specifically gives speeches about that, about, you know, Rome and how good they were and everything. And, uh, the amount of time, you know, the hundred, what was it, three or four hundred years or something from when they were really a republic or, yeah. I don't know, there was some, but, uh, and he always ended up with that, like, we're in our last hundred years or whatever, you know, mm. like, it's, it's crazy. Insane. And you see it accelerating, right? Like the, the, the. These drag shows. The sex stuff, you yeah. know, like it's just, it's, it's accelerating so fast. Yeah. These drag shows, like, hey, go do your drag show. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Go do your thing. Now they're pushing to have it in public places where little kids can watch. Not okay. Hmm. Did you see the Hershey stuff? Uh-uh. Oh, so yeah. it's, and I think this, I just saw this as like a reel. I haven't actually seen anything. But for, was it International Women's Day or uh-huh. something? Yep. It's her, what would they call it? Her... Well, it's her, she, her, she, right? yeah. So H E R S H E. And it has on like the wrapper of their candy bars, a picture of a drag queen guy, transgender person. I don't know. Dude, guys are so cool. We dominate everything. <laughs> We're what? even dominating women right now. So yeah. International <laughs> women's like, where's all the feminists yes. at? I'm a yeah. feminist now. Oh, to, for sure. You know, yep. to like stand up for my wife and my daughters. Yep. My goodness. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Wild. Have you heard Chappelle's thing about being a feminist? He's like, everyone told me that I was not a feminist and that I hated feminists. So I went and I looked up the definition of feminist. He says with the definition, he's like, by definition, I am a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on a whole bit about it. And it's the guy's a genius. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, I didn't see the actual Hershey one. There's a spoof on it, and there's a guy that's doing Hershey and he him candy bars, and it got like, oh, blown yeah. up on social media. I and think Daily selling, Wire has something to do with it. Maybe right? that's they're what it promoting was. it. Yeah, I and if they don't start selling candy bars, they're losing money because I'd buy one. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it was some candy Jeremy's. Jeremy's chocolate. Jeremy's chocolates and the he hymns have nuts in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. What would the women have in it? <laughs> Hopefully no nuts, but today yeah. you never know. Yeah. That's probably, yeah. Candy bars are being uh, bigots. We even bigot our candy bars, right? That's the, the know, propaganda. Crazy. That's crazy. that's the crazy thing. Um, I you you guys know that I love ancient history, so I've always liked movies like National Treasure, right? Like even though it's half truth or a quarter truth, it's so much fun to watch National Treasure. So we started watching the series 
of National Treasure. Hmm. There's a new series out. And in the very, very beginning, I was like, man, this is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it turns totally Disney, woke, all against the patriarchy, just weird stuff. So they're trying to find a, a security guard at one point. So this um, lady of color runs into a man's bathroom, into a men's bathroom, and says, hey, security guard, we need you. And the guy goes, oh, uh, ma'am, th- there's a bathroom uh, for women down the way. And she went, don't you tell me what bathroom I'm allowed to go into. And then goes off on this guy on a Disney show, on this Disney series. And then all throughout the series, it's talking about um, the the misogyny and the patriarchy and how America was founded on racism and it's nuts. That's the stuff our kids are watching right now. Mm-hmm. It's isn't not true. The, uh, isn't the who's the new CEO guy of Disney? I don't know some dude. Didn't he? Well, he came well no, back, right? he came. Yeah, because oh, it, okay. it was a lady, I think, and then they. Oh, I think the lady she, with two trans kids. She fired. They fired her, I think, or however this all worked, and it's this. Uh, What's the guy's name? Kind of cutthroat, and he's going to get Disney back on track. Yeah, he's kind of, I think, going to go in and clean a bunch of that stuff up, I hope. That's kind of what it sounded like. Did you hear Jordan Peterson's thing about the former uh, lady CEO? How her kids are all... Robert Robert Iger. Okay, cool. So, anyway. So this lady had a... She said she had a trans kid and a pansexual kid. So Jordan Peterson, in his very analytical mind, he started doing the statistics... And it was something like the probability of having that is one in 30 million that you would have a trans kid and a, and a pansexual kid. And he said, is it that she is a statistical anomaly or she is a narcissistic, progressive, liberal feminist that is pushing her ideology on her kids. I'm like, yeah, that's probably yeah. probably a little bit closer. Well, that's the scary thing is that some of these people, they want that status as my kid is this or that, and so they'll push them into some category that they're actually not. And I can't imagine the, the damage that's going to cause on these kids. Oh, yeah. It's hard to have. Like, the my, suicide rate is huge. It's so sad. Community. Yeah, it's wild. Just to have that status of, oh, yeah, my kid's that. Many, many transitioned people right now are detransitioning and then going back and saying, please, please, everybody, don't go transition. But they won't ever run any of their Mm-mm. stories. No. Nope. It's all nope. shielded. Yeah. I saw a deal, uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, you know, comment, whatever, that he was, um, where he was saying, okay, so you're trans or I don't know if he was talking about trans or gay or whatever. He says, okay, so you're going to tell me that you came that way. Like, okay. So if you came here that way, then you're implying that there was some spirit or something Ah. to do before you got to your body. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, and he's like going, you know, that community is the furthest thing from saying that there's some kind of spiritual, you know, realm before we got here or belief in God. Or I thought, well, that's a great way to, yeah. to, to turn it, you know, like, oh, really? So what are you implying there was before we got here on right. earth? You know, well, it's funny because all those people are pushing it so far. I saw one and it was this, I think she was pansexual or something. But uh, she's like, I'm so attractive that I attract both genders. And you're like, 
Oh, you just said it. There's two genders. <laughs> There's two genders. Yeah, that's that's a good one. So it's funny, like they push it so far and it comes full circle. You know? Yeah. Have you guys gotcha. heard of that pastor that uh, talks about? Well, here, let me just play it for you guys. <laughs> oh, I have to. Uh, Did it get deleted off the internet for forever? <laughs> is gay. God is a lesbian. God is trans. God is gender non-binary. God is straight. God is cisgender. God is black. God is white. God is Middle Eastern. God is Asian. God is differently abled mentally and physically. God is able-bodied. God is you, and you are God. Because you are a reflection of God's divine image. God. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but did he just call God retarded? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> called him a lot of things. <laughs> it, it's just so crazy. It's yeah. this this middle aged, single, progressive, liberal white male that's saying, "Hey," and who agrees with that? The majority of black people don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. The majority of anybody religious doesn't agree with that. And then it's really funny because the majority of people that do agree with that are non-religious, but he's out there trying to push it on religion. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so, everything's turned upside down, right? I mean. Yes. I mean, and in the scriptures, I mean, we, it's. You know, right will be seen as wrong, and wrong will be seen as right. And you kind of think, man, how's that work? You know, and now it's like, man, it's on public display every day. You yep. know, so it's crazy. Yeah, have you heard of the new Velma show? They did a Scooby Doo spinoff show. You haven't heard about well, that? I've no. seen it. Is it like an animated? So I've they, seen like ads for it or something. But. Yeah, it's Mindy Kaling, and she did some spinoff of Scooby Doo. And the whole time, it's like the most racist. Uh, anti-white male privilege. It's it's like insanely woke, but uh, yeah, you gotta go watch the YouTube clip about it because it's <clears throat> insane. And this is stuff that is somehow getting greenlit by Hollywood to go out and make this propaganda. It's just wild. It's crazy. Yeah, what's the end game with this? What's the point? Because <laughs> you know they're not doing it because they think it's the right thing. There is some agenda hooked to it i just don't know what that agenda is evil and, and it might be i, I mean yeah. i you know yeah because it doesn't make sense like do you want that like for me i look at everything i do and for the most part it's to like you know set up generational you know uh things for my kids right yeah. like teaching them generational principles to live by and all yeah. these things that doesn't do any of that. You don't have oh, any no. generational stuff. Like right. it doesn't get passed on to anybody because it, the buck stops there. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no. When they're seeing know. it at school and movies and YouTube and everywhere, it's actually really tough for a parent to go, hey, so here's the true principles. Yeah. Well, but my teacher told me this and, uh, and I have, I have nothing like, I truly don't care how somebody identifies. Like, go, you're fine. Like, you go be gay and trans, and, like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. it, it's fine. But in my 12-year-old's, I think it's English classroom, they have a pride flag up. Currently? Currently. In 
Madison Junior High. Mm. And I go, wait a second. Don't freaking teach sexuality to my kids. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes right down to it, what is gay and trans and pan and all that? It is a sexual Mm -hmm. orientation. Stop teaching sex to my kids Mm -hmm. at all. I don't, don't teach straight sex to my kids. That's not up to them to do. Mm-hmm. Why can they put those flags in a public, in a public place? Has anybody tried to make them take it down? Like I, think any if, I think if you do that, anything? you're a bigot. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, That's the thing. You, if, even us saying this, like, I actually think that I'm one of the, I'm going to talk good about myself here. <laughs> I'm one of the most accepting, loving people mm-hmm. that exists. I don't care what you do unless... You're pushing things on my children that is not up to you to teach. Mm. You know, we have liberal friends. We have conservative friends. We have gay friends. We have, I don't have any trans friends. If anyone's listening and you're trans, like, hit me up. I'd love to have a trans friend. (laughs) It's weird to me that people, and it seems to be teachers and, you know, these public people, that they think that their classroom is this place to display these things. Why? No. I don't display, like, when I go to work... Yep. Even in my own businesses where I can display whatever I want. Yeah. I don't feel like so insecure that I need to display for sure what my value. I mean, I might have some, you know, I might talk to somebody about, you know, the gospel or something if it comes up, but it's not like it's full, you know, I, I just don't understand the need for people to express themselves through the class you know a classroom or yeah. displays in a public place or well i don't know i well, guess we do it too on the other side you know as far as public places you know sometimes there's statues or something that we agree with but i i don't know just in a classroom setting i'm like why do these people feel like they need to display yeah and like that seems very insecure to me like yeah. you can't just come and like be a teacher and teach things and then go home and express yourself there and do your thing. Like, yeah. you know, I, mm-hmm. it's just weird. It is weird. I don't know. It, the same thing shouldn't happen in politics. Should never be discussed in school. Yeah. Um, we had a, it was, it was actually, it was the same kid. It was just, but it was when he was in middle school. <clears throat> he had a teacher that said that she believed that every corporation in the United States should be overseen by the government. <laughs> And there's not a lot of things that'll get me to call the principal, but, you know, call the principal. And what was crazy about it is not only did he defend her, he said, well, I'm probably one of the only educators in this area that voted for President Obama. Hmm. And so to him, it was like a big, proud moment. Like, I'm going to let this guy know that not only are we going to teach that stuff in class, but I voted for Obama. Hmm. This is so weird. It's so upside down. Like, I don't give a crap who you voted for. And you should never tell me who you voted for. Yeah. That shouldn't be something that you are proudly... There again, yeah. like how insecure do you have to be yes. to try to like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna stick it to these parents. Yep. Yep. You know, like... I got them. Okay. Like, yeah. And I'm teaching their kids. Ooh, I'm teaching your kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The problem it's is... Weird. All our kids need to learn is reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's all they need to learn. But now we've got this whole educational system that's like, well, we have to teach history through the lens of color. And we have Mm -hmm. to... 
I honestly think education, like a lot of these teachers that think that they're awesome and doing, like there is awesome teachers. Oh, absolutely. That's not the ones yep. that I'm talking about. These teachers that think that it's funny to go in the classroom and stuff. I really think education is going to see an overhaul in the next five to 10 years. I sure There's so. going to be way more private schools. I mean, there's people pulling their kids out of school left and right. Oh, yeah. You know, um, a lot of, I mean, these people that have tenure so that they can do whatever they want and stuff. I really think there's going to be a rude awakening for them in the future. Yeah. You know, how stupid is tenure? Yeah. You've proven yourself so you can do whatever the freak you want and you'll never be fired. How dumb is, Oh yeah. yeah how I many mean, teachers did you have mm-hmm. growing up and teachers falling asleep in the back? Oh, they like, don't give a crap. Read, read the textbook, mm-hmm. wake me up when class is done. And you're mm-hmm. like, this guy's getting paid. A salary from my tax to, to do that. Yeah. It's crazy. Then you get into the higher, higher education stuff and there. They have a bunch of students write a textbook and then they charge $300 for the textbook and it's required reading in that mm-hmm. class and they're tenured. So then they can teach whatever they want, whenever they want. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Even, even at local schools that shouldn't be that way. There's some weird things that are taught. Well, I'm surprised that happened at Madison, you know? Oh yeah. That's yeah, pretty it's wild. That the most there. conservative country oh, county in the United yeah. States is yeah. that what they say? That's what they. That's what I've heard. Idaho life, is far but... from conservative. I yeah. I, I between how much our taxes are getting raised right now and how much Brad Little is one hundred percent willing to take any federal dollar at the expense of unite of of Idahoans. We're not. We're not conservative. So there was. Did you hear about that education bill that was going through? So I think it's called 1038 or something like that. Basically what it was doing was, this was just like last week. Um, it got shot down. But uh, so the the gist of it was that um, this bill would provide X amount of dollars per kid in Idaho that parents could access and choose what kind of education they wanted for their kids. So like school choice, being able to take yeah. that money and choose what school. Yeah, exactly. Like I think Arizona does it and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, so we were kind of, I don't know, got some different dep- opinions and stuff just um, from some people at like my kid's school and Breezy's involved in education. So, um, which it was interesting because a lot of parents that homeschool school their kids or put them in a private school, they're like, yeah. we're not touching those dollars, even yeah. if they approve it. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting reading through what some of the legislators had to say, even the, even the conservative ones, the big hang up for them was that there wasn't any kind of regular, like any kind of rules associated with that money as far as like, uh, which I think some rules need to be in place, right? Obviously like what it can be used for and what it can't, but they wanted very specific things on what was being taught where those dollars were going, what tests they were taking, you know what I mean? And so even in a, you know, even these conservative people, they still want that control. The, the, you know, they still want the control over what's being taught, what the curriculum is and everything else. And so a lot of people we talked to were like, we ain't touching it. How's that any different than going to a public school that we're trying to get away from, you know? And it's just, so I don't know. I mean, to me, the ultimate answer is, why are you taxing me to use an educate for an educational facility that I don't even use? Yeah. 
you know, I don't think we should be taxed for any education. I yeah. think it should be up to individuals to totally educate agree. their kids however yeah. they see fit. Yeah, and, and sadly, the system is just in place that you get these amazing teachers that want to help. They want to teach, and they're just handcuffed from the first day that they get a mm-hmm. job. The first day that they get a super low-paying job. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Well, so those teachers, what needs... Like back in the day, you know, you would have the community would get together and hire a teacher. Yep. And if that teacher was good, they got to stay. If they weren't, then they, you know, didn't. Yeah. Well, the same thing could happen today. Yep. Like get a, you know, a motivated teacher and say, hey, we'll help you build a business where a private school is a business where you get, you know, you get a, we help you decide what curriculum to teach and you get more benefits because it's your business you know i mean the free market system could apply to education yeah i actually think the free market system does apply it just uh, applies in such an economic level a high economic level that most of us don't have access to it so you know in let's Mm -hmm. say big cities and multi multi millionaires and billionaires there's their kids don't go to public school right they go to a very elite private school from preschool on. Mm. So it does exist. It just needs to exist at the middle class level. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's got to be the worst nightmare for the government because you can't program their kids from. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's be... well, and back to even on the state level in Idaho, you see that they want that control over it, you know? And it's like, okay, so you're going to take my money through taxes and then not give it back to me unless there's strings attached. That's all it yeah, is. For sure. It's two transactions and there's got to be strings attached with it going one way, but I can't have strings attached to it on mine going that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, I was talking wild. with a, a business owner the other day that <clears throat> he said kind of against his good judgment or his, his, he usually makes decisions that are pretty solid, but he said against his great judgment or whatever, he, he got a couple of the, the government stimulus loans right after COVID. And now not only does that money have to be paid back, which is fine. It's a loan. It needs to be paid back. They want to know where every single dollar went and the Mm -hmm. money that's being generated off of the loan, what is happening? So it's not like they just loaned you a hundred thousand dollars and said, Hey, pay it back with 3% interest, pay us back 103,000 and we're good to go. They go, where did that hundred thousand go? And the money that you've generated. So let's say you generated 200,000 off of that 100,000. We need to know what you generated. Hmm. And then we're going to tax you on that then more or something. That, yeah. Be like, ah, I fired all those employees, so it's not yeah. generating anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that stream stopped. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's just a it's a slippery slope and and we're there. Uh, but I guess full circle back to success and what to read and what to talk <laughs> about. The we can be bothered and we could talk about this for the next four hours because it is very bothersome and it is quite frankly scary and it affects us right now. But I also don't think there's anything we can do about it right now. So we need to make sure that we're reading the books that John wants to read and getting the the right information, whether that's podcasts or seminars or whatever that is, hanging out with the right people to start to know what to do in these situations mm-hmm. as well. So you could take it from the level of 
you know, I don't want my kid to be in certain public education systems. Okay, then you need to surround yourself with people that are like-minded so that we can hire that teacher. Um, or if we're in a financial situation because eggs are double the cost and meat is double the cost and gas is up, well, now we need to hang out with the right people that we can learn how to get into a different financial situation. So it's full circle. Yep, I agree. And but, being self-reliant, so you can pull yourself yes. out of that system as much as you can. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you're an entrepreneur that, you know, you can you can have more control over your life than if you're a yeah. teacher and beholden yeah. to, to other things, you know? Yeah, and being careful of what information we are listening to. I, I listened to something that was about five years old, and they said if you have more than a certain amount of equity in a property – you need to refinance so that you can get your your payment lower or you can get cash out. And I was like, oh, we might want to do that with one of our properties. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Interest rates, when that was written, were 2.75%. Yeah. Interest rates right now, if I were to do that, are 9%. Not okay for me to do. Maybe back in the day, but not now. So making sure that we're getting the right information. Yeah. Uh, so not to back on the government again, but well, that's I, not hard. Here, here's my question: is I want to know if if you guys think that the government is either incredibly sophisticated and smart, or if it's more like perhaps a local level where it's just red tape and a bunch of people that aren't that smart but are very loud and have that power. Because like I see at a local level, they have the power to do some things, and I imagine that just goes all the way up to the very very top. Or do you think there's this elite group at the very top of the government pulling strings that are just incredibly intelligent people that can manipulate things? Do you know what I mean? I have no idea. Because sometimes you're like, yeah, these people are evil. I'm like, are they evil or are they just dumb? Like, are they just making bad decisions because they're idiots? Or are they incredibly smart and they want to destroy this so they can profit off of something else? I don't know anything. (laughs) But I think that if we know their name... They have no power. Hmm. So they may appear that they have power. When Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House, it appeared that she had power. When we hear of a secret society, so we hear, oh, the Freemasons, they have no power. When you hear Skull and Bones from Yale University, they have no power. They have no power because we know about them. Mm -hmm. The people with true power that are pulling the strings isn't even the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers because we know their name. Yeah. Who's pulling their strings? And then if we want to go super deep, I think it just goes straight to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so there's good and evil. There's light and dark mm-hmm. in things that, that we know and learn. And in the Bible, you know, there's a certain leader on this earth. It just happens to be the dark side. Mm-hmm. So... I guess that's my big time conspiratorial part of it is uh, if we know their name, they don't have power. They're just a tool. They've been shaped and molded into the place that they're in. And, you know, it doesn't mean that they didn't want to be in that position. It just means that someone found that, hey, they have this type of personality and these type of beliefs. Let's make sure that they get into office. Mm -hmm. AOC got into office by auditioning for a piece She wanted to be an actress. Hmm. So she auditioned and they said, hey, you want to run for the House of Representatives in New York? She's an actress. So 
She has no power. Whoever got her to run mm-hmm. has the power. And then these big, big companies that I think it's like a third of people in Congress got money from Pfizer. Yeah. Well, obviously they're going to vote however Pfizer wants them to vote. And then you look at Pfizer and you're like, well, it's a publicly held company. So, you know, it's the public that's running it. It's not the public that's running it. It's the guy that you don't know his name that's running it. Yeah. Well, that's, they always, we always refer to him as they. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But there's got to be a they. Don't you think? There is a they. And there's probably a they in many things. So we were talking about Egypt. Um, uh, This lady on TikTok, she she said, they uh, haven't revealed everything that they found in this new chamber. And I'm like, that they is... Well, one, we don't know who they are, but I suspect that it is the universities and the government that are in charge of the the pyramids around there. And really, they know all the secrets. They know that they're not 6,000 years old. They know all of this stuff. It's just, it changes the narrative. And if you change the narrative, then it changes history. And you find that there may have been some secret or some technology that was lost that maybe Nikola Tesla found, but that's why we suppressed Nikola Tesla because he knew actually how they made the pyramids and moved the blocks and the stones. And it doesn't help humanity if you give them free energy and you give them vibrational states that allows them to move large objects. And Well, it is interesting, though, like what John's saying, because you go through that whole thing and I'm like, I don't know that I know anybody that's smart enough to get all that stuff. You know, so then you go back to, okay, like either there's somebody that's really smart or there's a whole bunch of dumb people that just get lucky a lot. Hmm. Well, I still have a hard time believing that there's a lot of dumb people that get lucky a lot. Right. I mean, so it's, I mean, there's that. And so I kind of, for me, I kind of probably tend to go towards the they thing that there's a they, but it's so like, have you listened, have you watched any of the new Graham Hancock stuff on Netflix? Yeah, like the archaeology stuff. Uh, like, twice. And, twice. <laughs> well, it's, it's crazy. All of these things, he's like, oh, look, there's a big chamber underneath here that we just figured out. And it's like, okay, like, did we just, how did we just figure that out? There's no way we just figured that out, that there's yeah. this whole mountain as part of that thing. It's not just a temple yeah. on top of the hill. Yeah. Like, so there had to have been somebody that suppressed that information. And it's not just once. Oh, it's all it's the time. It's all the time. Like every episode, he's like, oh, yeah, there's this big thing. And it's like, okay, well, there's yeah. no way that we're just seeing this big thing all the time on every episode of this, yeah. right? Yeah. It's got to be suppressed somehow. It It is most definitely suppressed. And, I mean, we could say just a list of things that if the average person hears it, they're like, that is absolute bull crap, but it's 100% corroborated and real. So there are pyramids in the United States that we don't know about because they've been suppressed. There are pyramids in China and Japan and almost everywhere. There's mm-hmm. pyramids. There's probably a pyramid in Antarctica. I mean, the, the pictures are pretty self-evident mm-hmm. that yeah. there's a pyramid in, in Antarctica. Um, you start to go into civilizations and, uh, lineages and we're like, oh, well it was Africa, right? That's where everybody started and it was near the Euphrates and then it kind of panned out. Well, then you get Graham Hancock and he goes, well, actually, I think it might've started in the Americas and then moved out and everyone calls him a, a crackpot, but they can't, 
they can't deny anything that he's saying. So then they just go to verbal, oh, well, he does ayahuasca, so he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but everything that he said in Chariots of the Gods is coming true now. You know, you got the younger Dryas theory that everyone said, no, that, that can't happen. Well, now mainstream scientists are like, oh, yeah, there's this ash layer that we can't, we, we, we can't figure out. So it's probably the younger Dryas impact theory. It's just nuts. But there, so back to that though. So is there a few they's or is it just a whole bunch of people that are dumb and would be discredited and so they just collectively without knowing kind of covered up but i just can't i think that seems implausible doesn't it i think it's i think it's the the days because these a a lot of these organizations were also set up by people in you know i said like freemasons don't have any power well Uh they don't have any power now but they used to when no one knew about them so every major city in the united states is set up on a masonic grid Mm -hmm. like you look at the obelisks in in Washington D.C. and the Roman architecture and just all this stuff. I think there is a they. They set up the Smithsonian. So now, whenever we find a giant or we find uh, Egyptian artifacts and relics in the United States, they go, "Oh wow, that's incredible! Let's go check that out." And then they excavate the area, they pull everything out, and they go, "Ah, didn't found, didn't find anything." And it's lost in their it's record. It's lost. It's gone. Yeah. It's like this and boneyard they, Alaska. They, guy. they dump it in the East River yeah. and never say anything about yeah. it again. And now there's people finding mammoth tusks in the East River. Yeah. And they still deny it. Yes. Yeah. They still oh, say, we planted. have no record of that. He's like, I got a record of it right yeah. here. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Like the uh, pyramid in Antarctica. Like, if that's true, if that's really a pyramid, wouldn't that be the greatest discovery ever? Like, what would be bigger than that? It's like we have those pyramids in Egypt. That's crazy. But one in Antarctica like in the technology out there. And so it seems so simple to just send just send a crew out, send 10 people out on a plane. Do you know what's bigger than that Go pyramid? Go check it out. What? What's bigger that, than that pyramid is 100 miles south of it is how you get through the ice wall to a whole other <laughs> <laughs> so. Where woolly mammoths are still hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, just, it drives me nuts that there's all these things, even the stuff in uh, South America, like the oh, pyramids man. and stuff that they say they have 1% discovered. And you're like, what are we waiting for? Yep. Like, Why are we not down there? I, I, today, I would, I would put $100 a month into a fund if I know that that fund is going directly to excavating South America. Like... 100%. Like, that's the financial state I'm in right now. I will put $100 a month to Let's go excavate. It. Yeah. Let's start it. Let's go excavate uh, down there. Oh, man. Because they have the LIDAR. They know everything. The, the they know the exact locations. They just need yep. to hop in. and yeah. yeah. That's wild. But It is crazy. Yeah. It's got to be the days. Makes you wonder, too. Like, I've wondered this. I'm like, okay. If there is the days and they're doing all this stuff, that's huge. Like, that's huge conspiracy like Gadiat and robbers conspiracy right yeah it's like why would i believe in god why would god allow that to happen well when you really drum it down that doesn't really matter yeah right to him yeah how we each individually live our lives and stuff that's what matters you know to to get back to to 
you know, to be successful in the next life and that kind of stuff. But it's just so crazy yeah. to think about. Like, yeah, there's and there's always been conspiracies, always For, from the beginning. Yeah, there's and we know Cain. Like, we know, yeah, which I, <laughs> from which day I, one. Yeah, well, uh, well and my, my brother's keeper. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> Like, well, there's obviously a conspiracy there. I smashed him with a rock, but I'm not going to tell you about it. Well, even Adam and Eve yeah. covering up the eating the fruit, you yeah. know, like, so. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I almost went too far there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's crazy. But, I, but, I imagine... but the moral of the story is it doesn't matter. What matters yeah, is what exactly. we do individually and the choices we make individually. For sure. But it is crazy to yeah. think about and talk about. Which business-wise, too, if we're trying to come back to it, which is not going to happen. <laughs> um, everything that's going on doesn't ultimately matter because we need to provide for ourselves and our family, and if we really get down to the root of it, we need to be providing value to the world. So no matter if you believe in God and an afterlife or whatever it is, like you can't deny that adding value to humanity is the right thing to do. The best way to do that is through business. Starting adding value. Adding value. Yeah. So starting a product or a service industry that adds value to somebody else, always with the thought in mind that you are bettering somebody's life that's it so in every book that we talk about and read and like when i went over and grabbed this book when you were asking matt it's called the success principles by jack canfield um i've learned more from this book than probably any other book hmm. and it's just take 100 percent responsibility of your life cool well why should i do that the book explains it when you take responsibility you actually start to work a little bit harder because it's not up to anybody else to make me successful. Be clear why you're here. Definite chief aim and purpose, which is Napoleon Hill. Decide what you want. Same thing. Believe that it's possible. Oh, it's weird. You got to like believe in yourself to actually make something happen. And no matter what's happening, national government, uh, or you know, national government, international, local, state, whatever, these things are what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the true principles that have been passed down from the Temple of Solomon to the Emerald Tablets to the Bible to the success principles, the true principles that actually matter. Well, and that's interesting while you were saying that, like, right? So we've looked at the they things, the conspiracies and the, you know, all of that stuff that's been passed down. Yeah. Like there's there's good and there's evil that have been passed down. Right. Yeah. So there is a, they that are passing down all these things to control people and create destruction and you know, all this stuff. Well, there's also true principles that have been passed down for us to individually improve our lives and be mm. successful as well. I'd never thought about it that way. So I know a lot of evil people still believe in the Bible. If they know that they're bringing about the end of times do they feel that they are not evil and that they're actually just helping the original plan see i think that's interesting because i don't think what book is it they talk about that no one actually thinks they're evil like which i agree uh, with. hitler didn't think he was evil yeah so no one thinks they're aoc evil. doesn't think she's evil <laughs> uh yeah no but i just think it's really interesting we talk about that group them and whatever they're doing, we see it as evil, but they just see it as 
I don't know, profit or I don't know, like they see it as they're bettering themselves or their families or whatever. So I just think it's interesting that no matter what they're doing, how evil we see it as, whether they're destroying the family, somehow they're profiting off of it. And I, I want to find what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's something that they're doing that is making them money. And so it's just like, I don't know. I guess that's when you get into conspiracy theories. Crap, now I'm like, am I evil? And I just think that <laughs> I'm doing right? Okay, so there, there's the hermetic... Have you heard of Hermes Trismegistus? <laughs> that's going to be on Once TikTok. again, you come <laughs> okay. up with this stuff. So have you heard of hermetic principles? Like the, the, the hermetics? Like medical? Uh, no, no, that's... What uh, am I thinking of? Yeah, you're thinking of... Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. He was a scientist, like the of modern medicine, mm-hmm. the, the chief. Mm-hmm. No, so uh, Hermes Trismegistus actually has more to do with like that those emerald tablets and stuff. But the Hermetic principles are that we are. Oh, now I'm gonna almost be agreeing with that weird pastor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are everything, in the fact that we are light, and we are dark. And if I look at my life, I have had times of light and I have had times of darkness. I have light thoughts and I have dark thoughts. I have light intentions and I have dark intentions. And when it comes right down to it, it's just us inside of ourselves battling that light and dark. So if I'm having just, let's say, like a depressed day, that's darkness. Now, you could argue that that's satan that's trying to bring me down because i have potential and he wants to make sure that that potential or you could just say that light and dark are kind of entities in and of themselves or it doesn't really matter the idea is that we are well let's just bring it completely spiritual so if our brother is christ and our brother is satan and we come from the same family we have both good and evil in us light and dark the hermetic principles there is only light and dark and it's the choices that we're making that bring about all of that so technically even though all this government conspiracy stuff is scary and it's going to change the course of history it's necessary for light to Mm. it's necessary for that dark to exist so that we can have light and they can battle each other it's polarity like there's a positive and a negative and if you don't have a negative you can't have a positive like this all this crap has to exist yeah i never thought of that Hmm. yeah that's good Hmm. so you're saying that they that or that they they them them that's out there no but like you see really good groups out there like we'll say the church is i would say overall everyone in the leadership of the church is more light than dark. I would yeah. say they are amazing people. And then you have the the mystery them group, and they're just kind of people that are more on the dark side. They they just see the world a little different, and they lean into that darkness. Yeah, what you're saying. I I believe so. I mean, I, I think so. I was on a podcast the other day and started talking about Freemasons, and then I talked about Freemasonic influence in the LDS Church. And I was like, I was trying to backtrack so hard. I was like, I promise I am not meaning this in a negative way. Like, he's like, ah, it does sound pretty negative. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Like, I was not That's meaning funny. it like that. But take that, for example. 
there have been very, very bad things that have happened within that group of Freemasonry, but there has also been very positive, amazing influences that have come out of that. So when you're talking light and dark, we wouldn't have the United States if it wasn't for a secret society of the Freemasons. Yeah. Now, inside of that group, is there a very negative group that actually worships Satan and, and sacrifices babies? It's actually possible. That's very bad. Don't like that. <laughs> but then there's that other faction of them that made it to where we have infrastructure and roads and sewer systems and weird obelisks. Well, and it kind of comes down to intent, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's people on both sides of that that, in, you know, it's kind of what back to that personal responsibility. Like, what is our intent? Like, there's probably people throughout history that made mistakes, but that wasn't necessarily their intent. They thought that they were doing something good. Yeah. But, I mean, does that mean that they intend to do bad then or are they still thinking that they that's like that's the hard part are they thinking they're doing good like back what you were saying yeah. you know like yeah. and it's hard to kind of hard to wrap it around your your head around that if they are thinking and intending that they're doing good things i don't yeah. know but so know. in no way do i want to sound like a white supremacist in this question but like let's take hitler what was hitler's intentions to have a supreme race. And right? to him, yeah. was that positive or negative? It was positive. That, that's did, the problem. Did, did he believe in God? I actually don't know this. Uh, I don't know, but he had a lot of spiritual type things. Dude, he had some he weird spiritual stuff. In. Yeah. I mean, mostly cult. pagan. Yeah. 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 They hired witches. Right. So did you know that? They hired witches and wizards mm. to make some of their decisions. Really? Had mm -hmm. that. Well, and then they had major resources. Um, to find like the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, stuff, that was a big right? deal for them. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's portrayed in Indiana Jones, but that's actually yeah. they did. Yeah. Like they went to, they were finding all sorts of different stuff that had spiritual significance because they thought that it would help them. There is a chamber in the Great Pyramid of Giza and they've called it, uh, is it a sepulcher? Or uh, where they, where they, they put bodies uh, in tombs, the mortuary. Yeah, the mortuary. <laughs> I, I want I, I, the word sepulchers in my mind, but I think that's the wrong word. It's made out of a black granite, and they said from the whole history is that it was uh, it was for a body, it was for a mummy, and that it was robbed. But the, I watched this guy the other day, and he said actually, um, one we've never found a mummy in a pyramid. Mm -hmm. So even this whole thing with this new chamber, they're not going to find a freaking mummy in a pyramid that's not what pyramids are for but he said he what he's done is uh he's done some research on the the dimensions of the ark of the covenant and what kind of radiation type stuff it would produce because you know if you remember in the bible they had to wear certain clothing, clothing in yeah. order to get close to it mm -hmm. so then he said he took the dimensions of the Ark of the Covenant and then the dimensions of what this thing essentially is, like it's not for a mummy, it would have fit perfectly inside of it. And then outside of this chamber, there are these like uh, air uh, air airways hmm. that go out that they say were just ways to get in to the pyramid, but they're so small that there's no way to actually get into it. You'd have to have, you'd have to be like a little person. Um, and this guy was like, I believe that the Ark of the Covenant was actually 
like nuclear fusion hmm. and they were able to run this sounds so hokey uh, but they were actually able to run energy off of the ark and the covenant and it was originally in the great pyramid of giza hmm. and it came from atlantis and hmm. was moved by this um you know th- 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 yeah. th- tho guy or whatever <laughs> you know moved there and then society just continues to rebuild itself when there's so there's a cataclysm and then uh, the society mostly dies and then they find this Ark and the Covenant and then they move it to this new place and then there's another cataclysm and then and right now apparently this Ark and the Covenant is just in the Vatican's hmm. in of the, course it in, is in the Vatican yeah. yep. of course it, it was found and taken to the Vatican it's down in their secret archives hmm. have you seen the show C it's on Apple TV Mm-mm. it's a really int- I, I really liked it I only saw the first season but the premise is there's a virus that wiped out 98% of people on Earth, and the 2% that lived lost their sight. And now that's taking place like 200 years in the future. So anything that's like techn- like technology is like magic to them. They don't understand. So there's one civilization that lives near a dam, and it provides certain things for them like electricity, but they can't see, and so they don't understand what it is. But uh, no, it's a really interesting, when you're talking about that, I, I could imagine if Atlantis was super advanced, they have nuclear fission or fusion or whatever, and they have maybe one little piece of that survived, and this guy goes out and he establishes a new civilization that would be magic to them. They wouldn't yeah. have any concept of it. So, no. Have you seen some of the ancient cities that are demolished? And the only way, like in our minds, the only way that it could have been demolished, how it is and how rock is melted and, and everything, is it, it was a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, no other way that it could have happened in what we know today. Hmm. Why not? We think we're so smart, but we can't even build a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Right. Or a vase that's as, as exact and perfect as some of the vases they found, yeah. right? I mean, that's just, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And if that's the stuff they let us see, imagine the stuff they kept. Ah, oh, see, that's, <laughs> that's where it just makes me sad. Because, you know, okay, what about this alien stuff that's going on right now? Because I used to be all like, oh, absolutely, there's aliens Mm -hmm. all over the place, Mm -hmm. and we just don't see them, or every once in a while we see them. Now that it's mainstream, that part of me that just pushes back goes, oh, crap, what are they they pulling over our eyes now? Well, we've talked about that before any of this happened. Like, when we did a podcast years, you know, like last year, we talked about the alien thing and how, well, maybe it's just a setup and a distraction. Well, they did it. Yeah. Like, so, I so they're listening and they're taking our ideas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, That's a good idea. Our podcast is so popular. They're just a bunch of hillbillies from Idaho. They won't, nobody would believe that that's actually the, the deal. Yeah. I don't know. What's weird. Like, so I've seen a couple more videos that I hadn't seen before, but that the ball that goes in, to the water have you seen that one mm-hmm. it's like three frames and it shows the whatever it is it's floating right above the water and then it goes in the water but it doesn't splash and it doesn't do anything it's just it's weird and that same ball thing they said it was over i think it was in iraq and they shot it down mm. did you hear about that Mm-mm. apparently they've been shooting these things down forever um and any they have certain protocol that they can't shoot it down unless it's in a no-fly zone and there's people involved and then they, they get the green light to go shoot them down but apparently they've been shooting them down for a while, and they say that they're like weather balloons and stuff like that. So it's like the same excuse, but 
I don't know, maybe they're the day that is well, controlling everything. It's it's bizarre these these balls, whatever they are. Well, that's the jet pilots that like Joe Rogan have had on and yeah. stuff. That's what they describe them as too, is a, a sphere within a cube, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, or, and, or and like he said, shape, right? Like uh, all over the eastern, you know, seaboard, they're all over the place. Like they could go out and like. Hey, let's go out and look for UFOs today, and they would go out and find them. Like yeah. every day, they'd go look for them. And for years, but it only showed up during a certain time on their radars when their radars became more advanced and stuff. So yeah. then it's like, oh, were they really not able to be seen with the prior radars, mm-hmm. or were they really not there? And it, you know, mm-hmm. it's technology that advanced along with, yeah. you know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, my uncle was an air traffic controller at LAX, and uh, he, he couldn't or didn't tell us everything, but <clears throat> he said that once a month, the tower would be cleared, and it would only be a few government officials and him, because he was one of the supervisors, mm. that could be in LAX tower at a certain time. And they covered, like, the Area 51 area. Mm. And normally it would take something... I don't know the exact number, but let's say it'd take like 20 blips to get across a radar screen. So blip, 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 20 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while it was only them in there, they would just see random blips across the screen. Hmm. And like, I don't know if it's a slow vehicle that isn't showing up on radar, radar or it's something insanely fast. Hmm. But if you think of the SR-71 Blackbird, fastest airplane, fastest manned airplane known to us it was built in late 50s early 60s in a secret government program through mm-hmm. lockheed martin and skunk works mm-hmm. like what exists now yeah. are these aliens just the government oh, totally possibly well they're saying that it can't be the government because they're shooting them down every <laughs> government is shooting them down so it's not our government shooting them down and then russia and china everyone shoots them down when they see them yeah, but then they say, oh, it's just a weather balloon. Yeah. This is the same thing that happened in uh, Roswell when they were like, hey, we shot down a UFO and it's in all of the newspapers. Two days later, they go back to the newspapers and they say, you will retract that. It was a weather balloon. Uh-huh. You're like, or that happened and then 20 years later we had the SR-71 Blackbird. Maybe you found something that you don't want us to know about. And now we're getting to a point where they're like, oh, crap, some people are about to come out with free energy machines we need to start letting people know that we have free energy. You would think, though, if, they're, if they have uh, these things that are so technologically advanced, number one, how are they all of a sudden becoming detected, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, for sure. Number two, we just got done with COVID, and they had absolute control of the media. Yeah. So cover-up would be really simple, Yeah. right? I mean, like, you kind of... I don't know. It's it's weird pieces. It is weird. I don't know what they're covering up, but it, it's some sort of cover Something. up. Something, yeah. So you want to hear a good conspiracy about it? Yes. So they're actually issuing in the last days. So what, what I heard is the media is going to start talking about UFOs more and more, and then they're going to say that aliens have come, and they're going to start dropping, like, bombs. They're going to start decimating places and cities and everything. It's going to be crazy. And that at that point, we're going to be so desperate and uh, we're going to be so reliant on the government that they're going to issue in that world order. That's the one world order. And they're going to say, because it's aliens, that God doesn't exist. Because that's one of the things that you have to have. You have to have the masses not believe in God to issue in your world, your you know, whole world order. 
Why so would I, aliens mean that God doesn't exist? Aliens they makes think me that, think God exists more. Yeah, I was going to say, because there's world without number and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely, there's people and yeah. other things. And, yeah, so maybe, uh, I don't know. But th- that's all I was, uh, that's what I heard is that it's going to issue in just mass chaos. They're going to decimate stuff and blame it on aliens <laughs> and say, if you want us to help you out, we all have to yeah. pitch in together. No more borders. We're all going to be one happy union, and that's going to be it come together so. like independence day yeah, yeah. will smith will yeah. was in cahoots oh, all the way back slap then. those aliens like he's he been, slapped chris rock he's been in the illuminati ever since independence day probably before that probably before that so there you go now you know what's gonna happen so what's the next big thing i mean we're kind of into the alien thing so we just went from let's let's think about this so say five years ago what was the big thing five years ago so this would be pre-COVID. What was the big? So st- we were still in Iraq and Afghanistan, yeah. right? So we still, so there was still kind of that. Maybe that was enough distraction for them. I can't, that they didn't need anything else. I'm trying. I mean, there's always I think been like the big one, the swine flu yeah. and Zika and all that stuff, but nothing really. So we get done. Well, with the financial the, crisis that that could have been. Yeah. You know that that could have been avoided, but it was allowed to go through. And so, like financial crisis. Afghanistan, Iraq. Well, now that's kind of winding down. People don't care about that. Okay, COVID, right? Well, now COVID's kind of winding down. Aliens, right? Has there been anything else between COVID and aliens? So what's next? Well, if we escalated from financial crisis to a fake virus to uh, (laughs) to aliens, it could be anything. I'm trying to think what else is there. Like, they're kind of getting to the end of their rope, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, when you bring in aliens, you're pretty far down. Pretty desperate. Pretty desperate. I mean, they still still keep pushing the whole nuclear war thing and, well, and this war in in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. It's so ridiculous. That, I mean... I'm I'm pretty concerned about that. Yeah. I mean, what in the world are we doing there? Well, our our kids could get drafted into yeah. that war. Yeah. Well, I think I think enough. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know. But I was gonna say I hope I hope enough people at that point would stand up and say no. Yeah. Like within our country. You yeah. Know? Like I, I don't know though. I, did we during COVID? Well, some of us no. did. Yeah, but not not very many. Yeah. So I uh, I sent you that video the other day. Yeah. That was kind of uh, this was an interview. Tucker Carlson was interviewing a guy that was just like an investor Wall Street guy, mm-hmm. and he wrote this book about COVID. Um, but he started looking at um, like unexplained deaths is kind of what his book's on. So he started looking at. Um, like insurance claims and stuff on, you know, like business, businesses, financial documents. And uh, anyway, really good interview, but he, uh, like the amount of death, so a 10% increase in death for like middle-aged Americans, working class Americans, a 10% rise in death is like a three, um, like a, what's the, um, word uh, like, so like 400 year range. event right yeah like a 400 year event uh, I can't remember what hmm. like what's the range in statistics a uh, uh, standard deviation standard deviation yeah so it's like a multiple standard deviation event right like very rarely to happen well it went up 40% is what he's been finding in his in the past since COVID, since oh. vaccinations yeah so insurance companies have come out and they were pretty reluctant to do it but they go uh, 
we're losing money because we're paying out life insurance claims that should never be paid out on. These people should not be dying. So and it's yes. not from so COVID. a ten percent raise in that. So middle class, middle working class, age people. And is mm-hmm. it thirty to fifty? I can't remember. Exactly it was something like that, like ages 30 to 60, like, like 30 to 50. You don't die unless it's yeah. of trauma. Like this is easy money mm. for companies because it's like, you know, they're getting paid and they hardly ever pay it out. So that was, so a 10% raise in those payouts, I think is what he was, was saying, mm-hmm. was like a 400 year event. It's gone up 40%. And anyway, so he like, has this whole book outlining like what he thinks it is and all this stuff. I mean, obviously he ties it back to vaccines, but he also in his, cause Tucker says the same thing. Well, why, why would they do it? And he like, and this is just, this isn't a conspiracy theory guy. This is just like a business guy. Yeah. He's like, well, they had ballooning debt that they had to cover up. They had like goes down the list of all of the things that everybody thinks is like way crazy, you know? And, uh, anyway, like just hits the nail right on the head. There's more and more of that coming out now, you know, yeah. and people are even mainstream media outlets are now talking about that stuff. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. There's this YouTube, not YouTube, Instagram uh, page called Sudden Death. So let me look it up. <laughs> Unexplained Death or something yeah. like that. Or... Um, but these, un- so when they're dying, are is it like heart attack or they're just like they kill over and they don't give them what are they saying that's uh, so happening to these guys so i think they talked about that a little bit and a lot of it was like just unexplained they wouldn't do autopsies kind of thing like they're just the hospitals are just like oh yeah but so people in their 30s and 50s are killing over and, and, saying, and, oh, and i don't, I don't think know. i think too like he's just looking at insurance payout information and also um so there's large companies that own uh, funeral homes. Uh, and so he was looking at like funeral home revenues and this kind of stuff. So, I mean, not diving into it necessarily of what the cause and all this stuff is. Maybe he has it in his book. Uh-huh. But just like from a business type investor standpoint, like, so he said like yeah. the stock values of, of uh, funeral homes are through the roof, like highest they've ever been kind of stuff. Hmm. Because of their revenues. Yeah, Crazy. And he said what really triggered him on it was, um, <clears throat> or what cued him to it, was all of the athlete deaths. You know, mm. all growing up, you just rarely hear of an athlete dying. And then all of a sudden, it's all the time now. There's this uh, died suddenly worldwide on Instagram. And it's sad. Fascinating, hmm. but sad. So... I'll just go through a few of them. 24-year-old who died suddenly after or at her home working for the NHS during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Wasuka man saves four lives through organ donation after sudden death. So, you know, dude. Would you want those organs? I know, seriously. I mean, with yeah, the, that's true. With yeah, the, very true. All the, pro- the protein buildup and stuff in them. I was about to say, so you got vaccinated, right? Or no? No. You didn't get vaccinated. <laughs> that, what no, an no, insult. No, no, I thought no, you no. said you did. No, no, I know you did. Absolutely that, but... not. No. Well, no. it's a matter I, of time that was, for me. That was, that was, that was, well, no. I no, think, I don't blame so people he, who did so it either. He actually, I, so he actually went back and he said, you know, the there's a couple of factors. The more that you get, yeah. the higher factor you are. Um, yeah, if you're quadruple you know, so if boosted. You're, yeah, I mean, so if you got a couple and whatever, like, you know. 
Uh, probably uh, good, but it's <laughs> probably, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We I had friends know. that got the original one and they know, and, and I'll be honest, like I was, I was disappointed because <laughs> I just, I just didn't trust it from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but I, I love them and understand why they did it. Yeah. And most of our friends knew that after the first one they had been duped mm-hmm. and so they've never done it again right those are people that i respect very greatly because they are people that well they wanted to be safe themselves and they wanted to be safe for others because that's what we were being told we were being told you're not doing it for you you're doing it for your grandma you're doing it for your mom that was more trump <laughs> you're doing it for grandma you're doing it for mom you're doing it for everybody <laughs> that's pretty good billions um <laughs> yeah, it's crazy it's yes, it's great. I don't blame them, and I like. And they I, talk I love about that on this yeah. interview too. Like you know, like man, like get it that people were just yeah. trying to do the right. Robert thing. Malone, he's over. he got it. Yeah, a lot of those doctors yeah. did. And then after they got it, they were like, "Okay, we were wrong. We were trying to help, and that's why we got it. And we told people to get it." Now, please listen to us. Don't get it. And the media just, you know, they're kicked off of Twitter and, and they can't go on CNN anymore and all of this. And I just want to go through a few more of these really fast. A mom, 26, died suddenly on uh, February 12th. Uh, death unknown. Uh, family's heartache as young Coventry? I don't know. What the, oh, Coventry, like a guy that's in the Covenant? Like the, mm. okay. Um, uh, suddenly dies. School shuts down after staff member collapsed and died of heart attack in front of students. Um, our excess mortality rate has in, risen to levels not seen since World War II. Last original Leonard Skinner. Okay, this guy dude's 71, so he might have died anyways. Man, 39, thought that it was bronchitis, but it was heart failure. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's happening so much. Mm-hmm. I'm screwed, guys. Sorry. No, you got I'm like done. no. You're great, and you work out, and you eat semi right, like uh, the rest of us, and and you're doing the things that are good. Like I don't blame anybody for that first one. Well, it's just crazy because like I couldn't go to work unless exactly. I got vaccinated, exactly. and so it's like, am I going to provide for my family? Yep. Because I, yep. I exactly they get out as long they, as they, I could. They guilt tripped you into it until yep. they're like, hey, either you get it or you uh, you don't work for us, and it's like. All right, that, that was a num- probably number, well, number two reason, eh, maybe number three, but it was up there. I mean, it was one of the reasons that I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, we that saw it coming. It. We saw that it was going to be. Because that's how it was be... at the fire department, right? Mm-hmm. Not when we quit, but it ended up being that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. But you actually, the writing on the wall pretty clearly. Yeah, even the flu vaccine. Like, we were required to get it, or we would have to wear a mask during flu season. Hmm. And that was before COVID. Yeah. So, which yeah. is funny because one of our really good friends yeah. was like, I've never gotten a flu stop. And it was in front of one of the higher oh, up. That's another yeah. one of our friends. And he's like, really? You're supposed to do it. Like it was a funny he's conversation. Like, uh, let's go back 10 seconds and <laughs> pretend like that never happened. Um, and this, you know, the same individual, he works in two different places that it's required. And there is not one death that's attributed to him not wearing a freaking mask during flu season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, maybe one episode we should get really deep into um, whether viruses are even real. <laughs> so um, when do most people get sick with a virus? It's when they're immunosuppressed and something happens. Mm. So there are legitimate scientific theories out there that viruses do not cause sickness. 
Hmm. So viruses do exist, but there are scientific studies out there, which you can find a study on anything. So it's not like this is groundbreaking, but that <laughs> viruses don't actually cause anything. Huh. Viruses are also not a living. Let me go back 10 seconds and stop because <laughs> I actually don't know. At that point, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I don't know. I don't know either. But if I die suddenly and you guys make it, you know, that's your uh, definitive thing. That's where you draw the line and you say, okay, well, we're all living pretty similar lives, but John died, so. Well, I think like, going back to being self-reliant, that's why you pull yourself out of the system as much as you possibly can. You own your own business or businesses. You have multiple streams of income. You provide, you know, make some of your own food, if not all of your own yeah. food. You know, you pull yourself out of this system because it's going to happen again, right? I mean, it's just a matter of time before yeah. something new, some alien vaccine or something comes out. <laughs> yeah. And so the further you can be out of the system, the better you have, you know, maybe you, you know, I don't know. There's, there's lots of ways to do it. It's on the smallest level too. So you yeah. hear about uh, chickens, for example. We've been pushed for the last 20 years that you need to go buy chicken food. You do not need to buy chicken food. Chickens do not need to be supplemented. Take your scraps from your food mm -hmm. and feed that to chickens. Maybe if you have a chicken farm that you need to get. But in that case, why don't we just round up all the extra food that, you know, they say they're starving kids in China, so clean up your whole plate. But then we just throw it away and it goes into a, into a, a landfill somewhere. How about we just give those to chickens? Mm -hmm. And chickens love meat and they love eating their shells and... But instead, we've been feeding them chicken food, and something happened in our chicken food in the last six months that made chickens stop producing eggs. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I saw a guy that, you know, was going through that with his own chickens, and he's like, hey, my, my chickens magically started uh, producing eggs again, like crazy, like more eggs than I've ever had. He had gone hunting and threw the deer carcass in there. That's awesome. And they were eating the deer carcass. I thought, that's a great idea. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Yeah. Nobody should be vegan. Like, at least eat eggs. Hmm. An egg does not hurt the environment or chickens anyway. in any way. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's so many nutrients in a chicken. Oh, or in, a, in, a, in an egg and in a chicken, in but chicken not so too. much. More in an egg. Um, but now what are they saying? Blood clots are caused by egg consumption. Hmm. Have you heard that? Mm -mm. Insane. Look it up. Well, I mean, they've been... They've said that cholesterol for and years. everything yep. for years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then studies get done and they're like, uh, the more eggs we eat, the lower our cholesterol goes. That's crazy. <laughs> well, and have you seen the one where they're saying lucky charms are better than meat and all so this stuff? So crazy. And that's like, directly from the government. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. It's a, have you seen that? It's, I a, haven't it's a, a new, graph. Food, a new, well, kind of food pyramid. It's yeah. not really a pyramid, but yeah. it's what they're trying to do. It is a list of things and orgasm and healthiness. Yep. Yeah. And, and Lucky Charms are right at the top, and red meat beefsteak, is it? Or maybe it was hamburger or something, is at the bottom. Yeah. Literally uh, do what mainstream tells us, do the opposite, and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. yeah. If Absolutely. you go listen on CNN financial analysts and they tell you this stock is going to go, buy a... Do opposite. Yep, buy short a it. put against short it. <laughs> like, truly. Yeah. If they say Lucky Charms are great, then don't eat them. If they say eggs are going to cause blood clots, go eat eggs. That's crazy. 
Have you seen? Uh, there's a guy that's doing cricket protein. Have you seen that? I actually hate that. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen. I haven't seen that one specifically, but I've seen. Because they're pushing that in other countries. It. Oh, is yeah. that what they're, they're doing? They're pushing it to be a main source of protein oh. in other countries because yeah. it's better for the environment. Ban, yeah, I don't care about ban all that. beef and eat bugs. That's yeah. what it is. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard about that push. I just my brother called me one day. He's like, "Hey, I got a, a business idea." I was like, "Oh yeah?" He's like, "Crickets." And I was like, "You're gonna what? Eat crickets?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get crickets and grind them up and do all that stuff." I'm like, yeah. "That crazy World Health or, or no uh, yeah, NWO?" Klaus yeah, Klaus Schwab. He was all about the bugs, right? Isn't yeah. He ended up forcing people to eat bugs. Well, and you know that that group of people are all together, and they're like. You know, hey, let's eat our steaks today. And you know what would be funny is if we got the entire population. No, I just went. They're from, Indian? No, yeah, I just went from uh, German to Indian there. But we got the entire population to eat bugs. Should we do that? That'd yeah. be so funny. I don't know. He might, then, he might be a, les, a lizard person. A lesbian? <laughs> he might be. You never know anymore. He might be a lizard person, though, and eat uh, bugs anyway. Ooh, the lizard people. Yeah. Take it deep. Yeah. I don't think I'm a lizard person conspiracy theorist. No, but I'm not there. There is there are some weird pictures out there. I am a clone conspiracy theorist. Dude, have you seen the the mayor of what Chicago? She could be a lizard person. Dude, yeah. She if you want to see what fish, you're like fish. Yeah, yeah. I think more fish. Uh, well, know. or be Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, Beetlejuice. Have yeah, you seen pictures of her 20 years ago versus today? It's insane. She looked normal. She looked. She was pretty. Yeah. Now, oh yeah you can't say that about her now like it was it was nuts 20 years ago it's kind of like hey good looking lady that's great guess that's what today you're like does. what the freak like huh. what are you and john fetterman like what are we yeah what are we putting in office and he just resigned correct i don't know yeah so he went into i do this is weird. as far as news and yeah. stuff i get bits and pieces like i have a couple of pages that i follow i get bits and pieces as i scroll through them each day other than that i just I think as far as personal decisions, money decisions, all of it, I completely stay out of the yeah, news you're and smart. don't have any bias. You know, yeah. like, well, I do have bias, but I no, don't No, you're smart. So this John Fetterman, he's the guy that was running against Dr. Oz, mm -hmm. which honestly, I probably both of them wouldn't have been great. But he has like this big neck growth and he has terrible health and he walks around in like sweatpants and a, a dirty hoodie and gets elected didn't he have a stroke while they were yes. running and was in the hospital yep. for most of the time yeah so then once he gets elected he starts pushing some legislation and then goes into the hospital for depression which hey you know what that that could be legitimate whatever like if you have major depression you need to go to the hospital that's great what was really weird is his wife which i think was an immigrant took her kids and went back to her original country and then he's in the hospital. She's like, these people are idiots. Yeah. I'm out yeah. here. Still pushing legislation while he's in the hospital and then ends up resigning. And I don't know what happens in all of that. When someone resigns, do they go do a re-election but only elect Democrats? I have no idea. I, I don't know either. Or is that seat empty until, I don't know. I have no clue. Because what's the position? It's like the general. I think he was in the state legislator, yeah. whether, oh, it, okay. whether it was like the House or the Senate, I'm not yeah. sure. I almost think it was the House of Representatives, maybe. House. But I don't know. I... Hmm. It's crazy. And it's sad, too, because as I'm scrolling some of these stories, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not even a surprise anymore. Yeah. Yeah, very so. true. Which, yeah, which is good, I guess makes it easy to not be like oh my goodness the world's coming to an end it's like no just 
focus on your own stuff and put your yeah. head down and yeah. you know I don't yeah, know. grind it out mm-hmm. yeah speaking of which last time i said i was gonna make six figures this year and yeah i was telling you a little bit before we started that got at least one business uh it's just crazy like it kind of just came out of nowhere and i think me and another guy are going to go into business together and i think it's going to kill it so it's going to happen this year six figures just you wrote it down cool <clears throat> No. <laughs> up here. Up here. You got to write it down. Fine, I'll write it down. Yeah, it has to be written down. I don't know what it is. There's something so powerful about writing it down as if it has already happened. It's written in my heart. Do you think it works in <laughs> in notes? Is that the same as writing? I don't I've know. Typed a lot I hope so. I've wondered that. Like I've for your that. sake, I really hope so. Because you do just a journal, right? A yeah. Pen or a paper. And, and I'll be honest, I've been pretty bad at it lately, but... Mm. Um, in the past, it has served us very well. Yeah. So um, I hope it works on a phone. I hope so too. But if that's not, that's usually what I do because I have it with me all the time, so yeah. I can look at it more often. But maybe there's an app though. Okay, there's got to be AI that exists that can mimic your handwriting, mm. and you can put it into that and then print it out in your handwriting. There has to be some Probably. something like that. Yeah. AI. That's something we could get into whenever we wanted. Mm-hmm. That's about to take out. A quarter of white collar jobs and maybe even some blue collar ones as robots get a little bit better. It's so nice. I use it all the time now. That's awesome. What do you so use much it for? Stuff. Social media, blog posts, and even like, like writing stuff, like writing uh, blog posts. So it'll write all my content and then I'll tweak it. Some things will be a little bit yeah. off. But even just like soundboarding, it's awesome. It's it's literally like talking to another person, like, hey, I was thinking about this idea what are the pros and cons of this? And it spits out this great information. I'm like, that is really good insight. I probably do or don't want to do that thing now. Hmm. And so it's like, it's just good to have any idea that I have. It takes it from just kind of a, a little bit of a thought to a full plan. You know what I mean? And so that's why I think it's really awesome. What do you, which platform do you use? Uh, chat GTP. Oh yeah. Cool. Hmm. But like the business I was telling you about that we're going to do here in a little bit, that it took it from that little bit of an idea and we pulled, you know, a full business plan, a slogan, uh, we pulled numbers from Rexburg. Cause that was the other thing is we wanted to figure out a, sp- a specific demographic in Rexburg, pulled up all the information we needed. And I was like, this is, this is wow. dangerous. Cause I just can't stop thinking about that's the stuff that's free and available to the public. Oh yeah. Imagine that on, uh, What's the supercomputers that they're using? The uh, quantum, quantum computers. computers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And with all the information available to the government, they, they have to know everything. Like, they uh, know I can't everything. even imagine. I actually really believe that they know everything. They know what's coming in our mailbox. They know where we are at all times. Well, that Daybell case. So, it, although I'm I happy... Been following it. Is there new development? No, it's just, it goes back to, and, and like, one, I'm really glad that they caught bad people. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's great. Interestingly, though, how they caught them. You know, knowing every single movement that was ever done by anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the FBI walked them exactly where they were in every part of that. And that there's still stuff about that that we don't know that I think after the trial we'll know. But, like... My phone's with me right now. My phone is with me all the time. Mm-hmm. They know, or you and have probably your Apple recording Watch you all the yes. time. Yeah, absolutely. Like this podcast will probably go through an NSA database and be analyzed. And that was run by the Patriot Act. 
mm-hmm. which was so patriotic, right? Mm-hmm. It's because it's called the Patriot Act, and it was pushed through by a Republican president. For your protection. For our protection. Absolutely. Have you yeah. been through a freaking airport lately? <laughs> I, I hate it. Is it worse than it was? It's, it's, okay. I think <laughs> they want to keep us on our toes because it keeps people controlled. So every time I go through an airport, it's a different procedure. Keep your shoes on. Don't keep your shoes on. Take off your jacket. Don't take off your jacket. Take everything out of your pockets. Don't take everything out of your pockets. You can leave your laptops in your bags. Take your laptops out of your bags. Hmm. Um, and then our stuff goes through. I brought this uh, soundboard to Phoenix. And uh, they start questioning me about it. What is this? It's a podcast soundboard. Um, well, is it an electronic device? Mm, technically not because it doesn't have any batteries in it. So I, that's why I left it in my bag. It's not a laptop. It's not. Okay. Sounds good. Um, what's this, uh, this tub of powder that you have right here? It's called hypnotic and it helps me sleep. It's cocaine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, are, are you the TSA to help us, uh, from smuggling drugs or are you trying to help us to not have a bomb on an airplane? Like, what is this? Mm. We also walked past a, a sniffing dog in the Salt Lake Airport. Mm-hmm. We had to walk in lines of three past the dog. And I'm like, man, what are our taxpayers' dollars actually going to? Like, to dogs? Like, I like dogs. I like dogs a lot. But is this saving us or is this turning us into a society that only obeys? And at any point you can yeah. go, I didn't like that social media post. You're not allowed to go on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely it is. That's... How long do you think before we have social credit stores here in the United States? Do you think we already do? <laughs> well, but I mean that we are conscious of yeah. and it are reminded of daily to get general life done. What's the quickest way to make a black market? That? It's that. Yeah. You'll, that's when secret societies will pop back up. That's when people will leave their cell phones at home. That's when, but actually the COVID vaccine probably has trackers in it. So sorry, John, you know, <laughs> so, no, it's, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very far off because they're talking about it. It's when, when a, a social, social credit. Do you know about that? Uh, so basically what it's going to say, so you, you do, can probably explain it really well. So they do it in China. Like yeah. it's actually a legit thing in China. So they probably have AI or something that goes through and analyzes everything about your life. Uh, and if you had a, and it's a score that's actually associated to an app on your phone hmm. um, and an account on your phone. So then if you had a post that was anti-government or whatever, uh-huh. then your credit score gets decreased or whatever, you know? So there's a standard there. If you jaywalked on the street, there's, you know, it impacts the score. Well, it acts, it kind of is like a FICO score, hmm. literally. So you want to go get a home mortgage? Well, let's look up your social credit score and see what kind of interest rate you're going to get. You want to have a bank account? Well, let's see. You want to, and even, I mean, if they're tracking that and our purchase, so purchases would be tied to it. Oh, uh-huh. you bought ammunition. We're going to decrease your social credit score because you bought ammunition. So it directly is associated with you and the decisions you're making. And then you get judged based on that of what you can and can't do. Uh, You want to go buy a steak and they don't allow you to because you've already bought half a pound of meat and you don't have the carbon credits to do that. Mm -hmm. So you don't own 
a certain amount of ground that's creating enough carbon for you to eat that meat. So you've already had your half a pound of meat. Or consuming enough carbon. Yep. Yep. The ground has to oh, that's offset right. carbon. Yeah, that's right. Offset yeah. the carbon. Hmm. Or you're only allowed to travel 200 miles a week. This week you've already met that quota, so you can't travel for the next three days. Like, and that's that kind going of going on right now in China. Yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know to what extent, but Jeez. yeah, a portion of it. Or, that's uh, crazy. But then you look at <clears throat> mega wealthy here in the United States, uh, very influential mega wealthy, and one of their largest purchases right now is land. And people are like, why? Why is Bill Gates buying a bunch of farm ground and that not farming it? Well, possibly because. He wants the carbon credits. Hmm. Carbon credits are probably going to be one of the largest commodities here within the next 10 years. So if you can figure out ways to get into carbon credits now, probably. So you can buy them. There's actually funds that you can buy it. Like Doug Casey has talked about this a little bit. Like he's been investing in carbon credits for years, I guess. It's kind of interesting. It is interesting because it's probably as real as climate change. Yeah, right. Man, man-made climate right. change. Because I don't deny climate change. It changes all the time. I yeah. just don't think that we're contributing that much to it. Well, and I think, too, Bill Gates is buying a lot of farm ground so that he can quite literally uh, influence the food supply. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's big into... Eugenics. Well, that, too. <laughs> but big into, like, fake meat and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, if you buy all the farm ground and you take it out of production for... There's no cows on it, or even yeah. no corn or bee or alfalfa that feeds cows. Then you're making a dent in that. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, if you can wild. 3D print your food, you probably shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> and if it looks like a really disgusting wiener, have you seen those? Yes. Like, have you seen oh, those? So great. <laughs> the Beyond Meat. It's like <laughs> yeah. all shriveled up. It's like yeah. a cold winter's night in the. <laughs> In the wilderness. I was in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Well, it's probably important to be able to laugh about this stuff because if you don't laugh, you're going to cry, right? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Wow. Is that our... I know. Well, it's just... That's great. Yeah. We're having fun. That's great. It is fun. It's been a while since we've chatted about anything, really. I haven't seen either of you guys for a while. Has been been on a little bit, but... It's actually like gymnastics competition season is busy. Yeah. And then you add the CrossFit Open into it and those three Friday nights and add life in. Like it's. We've had cheer. <clears throat> so we've yeah. been traveling every weekend to cheer stuff. Anyway, yeah. What have you been busy doing, stuff. John? Nothing. No. Uh, what have I been doing? No, I think that I was kind of talking about it before, kind of ping pong in between a few business ideas. And fi- I think I finally kind of figured out what, what I'm doing. So cool. So what's your next step? Uh, so we have, uh, a building that we have and we're going to be leasing it out, but, uh, kind of want to keep it on the DL till we For open because sure. okay, cool. I've had a couple business ideas and I'm like, Oh, I can tell people, people aren't going to steal my idea. One of them was a soda shop and that's obviously taken off like crazy. It was before, uh, soda vine came yeah. in. Mm. Um, and what was the other one? I forget what the other one was, but something else that took off like crazy. Oh, yeah. it was cookies. So I went to New York. I went to Levain Bakery where they, I think it was like the OG gigantic cookie. I was like, man, these are good. I think I think this would do well in Rexburg. And I we we looked at a spot and it was before I think I knew you very well or something because yeah. they wouldn't give me the building because I didn't have enough uh, collateral. And I was like, man, these cookies. I'm telling you, these cookies would do awesome. It was before Crumble. Yeah. And that didn't happen either. But mm. so yeah, I'm like, all right, 
Let me open it first, and then I'll, I'll yeah, talk about how yeah. awesome it is. Yeah. Smart. That's really cool. We'll keep it up because yeah. that's what it takes. Just maybe not knowing exactly what to do, but doing it anyways. Yeah. Fail forward, make it happen. Yep. No, I'm excited. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe even by the next uh, podcast, I'll have stuff to share. Sweet. So. Okay. And, I mean, this is something that I, I will share, and I hope so, no one copies it, but I really want a Tacos and Pop trailer. I want one really, really bad. So if you know someone who will run it, we'll fund getting it started. I just can't run it. That's the one thing that all these soda shops are lacking is something decent Food. to eat. Yep. How hey, cool would it be to I get a Diet there, Mountain like Dew day. with sugar-free peach and mango and three tacos al pastor? <laughs> it would do good. Yeah. Okay, would you be willing to change that for hot dogs? Is that too weird? No, it's not too weird. It's just if I'm going to choose whether I'm going to get a taco or a hot dog, I'm going to choose a taco. Okay. Yeah. And I would actually, I don't know this, but I would imagine most people would choose a taco over a hot think dog. think so. Would you? Yeah, probably. Hot dogs, I feel like I need to be at a barbecue or a baseball game. Have you been to J-Dogs down in Provo? No, because I don't eat hot dogs. You don't eat hot dogs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't been. I don't know. I, I think that one of those would do well out here. I was kind of playing with that idea, but uh, I mean, if, ta- if it's tacos, let's do tacos. Or, I mean, technically both. Like, the thing is, you don't want to get too much on a menu. No, right? mm. you'd pick one. Something yeah. super simple. Yeah. Yep. But, and tacos are super tacos simple. Tacos are simple because you could say we have al pastor and we have chicken. Yep. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it might not be too hard to add um, hot dogs. And you could be, be a weird combo though. It would be a weird combo, but you could be weird and you could have hot dog tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and call it a, a hot dog. No, I have no, I don't know. I feel like there's some sexual innuendo somewhere in there, but oh, a hot dog and a taco. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Crap. That's the spin. <laughs> it would be a hit. <laughs> it would be a hit. What? Everybody would come. We got a town full of college kids. They would come because it's inappropriate. They got the picture of the hot dog on top of them. <laughs> so, and the end, they're not like normal college kids. So they're going to they you know, laugh it. about it. Oh. They're going to think it's really funny. Where yeah. a normal person's like, yeah, that's funny, bro. But you don't need to put People it on People will be obsessed with that. <laughs> well, that's like the Teton Dam Marathon. We get hundreds of students come out because we have a shirt that says Damn Marathon. Yeah. And they get, yeah. they're, they're special out there. Great. What would you call it? The wiener. Well, yeah, I don't know. The wiener box. <laughs> <laughs> box. Uh. Crap. This now has to be an explicit episode. Uh, <laughs> so close. <laughs> We're talking about hot dogs. What are you talking about? Uh, oh shoot. Okay. Well, you guys rock. Yeah. Good to chat. Yeah, you yeah. guys too. It's it has been fun. That was fun. I agree. Let's make it happen again. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. See you guys.